Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. I have been having long episodes, so I need to get to the word right away. The first word is astray, A-S-T-R-A-Y. This is an adverb or adjective from the 14th century. One, off the right path or route or route, some people want to say. And a synonym is straying with an I-N-G. Number two, in error, away from what is proper or desirable. The etymology says this is from Anglo-French, estrai, which means wandering, from estraire, which means to stray, and there's more at the word stray. Now we have the word astride, uh, A-S-T-R-I-D-E. It is the first form. It is an adverb from 1610. One, with one leg on each side, astride a horse. That wasn't even an example. That was just part of the definition. But we do have an example. It says, she rode astride, not side saddle. And remember, this is not a straddle. This is astride. Number two, with the legs stretched wide apart, as in standing astride. Now we have the second form of astride. It is a preposition from 1653. One, on or above and with one leg on each side of as in, astride a horse. I sense a pattern. Number two, placed or line on both sides of, as in, towns line astride a river. Number three, extending over or across. Synonym is, uh, oh, two synonyms, spanning and bridging. Now we have astringency. It would help if I could actually say it. This is a noun from 1601. The quality or state of being astringent. Which is our next word? It is the first form of two. It is an adjective from 1541. One, causing contraction of soft organic tissues. And a synonym uh, is styptic, S-T-Y-P-T-I-C. And another one is puckery. Okay. Uh, We have examples. Astringent lotions or an astringent fruit. Number two, suggestive of an astringent effect upon tissue, rigidly severe. A synonym is austere. And I got to throw in, there is a uh, They Might Be Giant song called James K. Polk. And uh, let me see if I can remember. There, so basically, it's a song about James K. Polk, uh, a president from back in the day. And I think there's the actually rhyme austere, severe. Um, austere, severe, he held through few people dear. I don't think my notes were quite right, but maybe I can put in a clip. Austere, severe, he held few people dear. We have an example. Um, dry, astringent comments. Also, we have these synonyms at the end. Pungent and caustic. Astringently is an adverb. Now we have the second form of astringent. It is a noun from 1626, an astringent agent or substance. Sorry, I had to burp off mic. Now we have the word astrobiology. It is one word. It is a noun from 1955, and we have the synonym exobiology. Uh, And astrobiologist is a noun. Next we have astrocyte. A-S-T-R-O-C-Y-T-E. This is a noun from 1898, a large star-shaped cell of the glia, G-L-I-A. Astrocytic is an adjective. Next is 
astrocytoma or astrocytoma. This is a noun from circa 1923. A nerve tissue tumor composed of astrocytes, the thing that we just talked about. Next, we have astrodome. I would want to say astrodome, but I guess that would be the place. Uh, what is that? They have a there's a football stadium I think called the Astrodome, but this looks like it is pronounced Astrodome, not a uh, not a long O. This is a noun from 1941. A transparent dome in the upper surface of an airplane from within which the navigator makes celestial observations, uh, which I think basically means that they use the stars to navigate. Maybe. Oh, that would be so cool. I I, I do not know my my I, I'm blank uh, constellations. I don't know my constellations. That doesn't help me. I know where the North Star is, but that's about it. Okay, next. Well, no, the Big Dipper, Orion's Belt. I know that. But that's about it. Next, we have astral, A-S-T-R-O-L. This is an abbreviation for astrologer or astrology. Next, we have astrolabe, L-A-B-E at the end. This is a noun from the 14th century, a compact instrument used to observe and calculate the position of celestial bodies before the invention of the sextant. So the sextant is, um, it is a thing, oh, I saw one recently that was old. I honestly don't know enough about them to even describe how it works, but I think it has something to do with lining up the moon or the sun on the horizon, and it'll tell you something about some stuff and things, um, but uh, an astrolabe is an earlier version, so theoretically the sextant is better than the astrolabe, uh, but you know, if you're a lot of people now, they're traveling on boats or wherever or planes and they have GPS, so they're fine. But what if electricity goes out? Your GPS might not work. What if all the satellites? Who knows? Who knows? You got to you got to if you're going to be navigating stuff in water, wherever uh, you need, you need this stuff. Uh, you should you should know it. Um, all right. Let's simplify the etymology. It is from the Greek astrolabos, which is from aster prefix plus uh, labanin, which means to take, and there is more at the word latch. Next, we have astrologer. This is a noun from the 14th century, a person who practices astrology. And we are going to move right into the word astrology. This is a noun from the 14th century. One is archaic. We just have the synonym astronomy. Number two, the divination of the supposed influences of the stars and planets on human affairs and terrestrial events by their positions and aspects. And that reminds me of a Weird Al song, which is all, I think it's called your The Horoscope, Your Horoscope for Today, something like that. And there is a really great part, I think it would be called The Bridge of the Song, where he... Um, gives a, an explanation about what astrology is very similar to what I just read, um, but it's all very fast, and it seems like it's all in one breath, so maybe I'll put a clip of that in here, too. 
I think I'm starting to want to put some clips in of things because it's fun. Now you may find it inconceivable or at the very least a bit unlikely that the relative position of the planets and the stars could have a special deep significance or meaning that exclusively applies to only you. But let me give you my assurance that these forecasts and predictions are all based on solid scientific documented evidence. So you would have to be some kind of moron at the real life that every single one of them is absolutely true. Where was I? Yeah, I've always really liked that part of the song. Astrology is interesting. I, I want to believe it. I do find it interesting. It does seem like that there are some patterns with with what you get from astrology. But at the same time, the, the more logical part of my brain, scientific part of my brain says it's all ridiculous and it doesn't really mean anything. Um, so I don't know. I, I go sort of back and forth on that. Um, but, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Um, astrological is an adjective and astrologically is an adverb. And now I have to figure out where we are going to end this episode. I think we're going to do two more. Next word is astrometry. Uh, it is uh, a noun from circa 1859, a branch of astronomy that deals with measurements as of positions and movements of celestial bodies. And astrometric is an adjective. And we're going to do the last word for this episode. It is an abbreviation. It is the word astron, A-S-T-R-O-N. And that is an abbreviation for astronomer or astronomy. Not to be confused with astral, which is an abbreviation for astrologer and astrology. Uh, it is easy to get those confused. Uh, all right. So what is the word of the episode? Um, <laughs> Um, well, you know, let's just go ahead and pick astrology as the word of the episode because it's something that I think is interesting, but who knows? Who knows if it's a real thing or not? And that's kind of all I have to say about that. Um, thank you very much for listening. I tried to make this short, and I did. So thank you and goodbye. <laughs>